tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. I am your host, Marquis Devereaux, uh, and we have a lot going on in the news this week. First of all, if this is your first time here, I'd like to welcome you. Uh, we're a political podcast. We utilize real people in real time to talk about real issues. We have uh, lots of platforms that we operate on. We're on Spotify. We're also on Google podcasts as well as apple podcasts and 11 other platforms if you'd like to be part of our viewing audience now that we're coming to you on zoom you can join us on facebook instagram twitter vimeo uh, excuse me youtube and soon it on this monday uh i didn't check my calendar here but i believe we are at the first of june Rampant racism and rampage, wow. Just this week, here in New York City, we dealt with a situation where, where a Caucasian woman was in a bird watching area of Central Park, uh, New York City's main park. And what happened was she was walking her dog in an area that was clearly instructed to be, uh, dogs must be on a leash. Because it's a bird watching area, the birds are sensitive to other animals that come into the mix. You certainly wouldn't bring a cat into that area, but a dog running around without a leash can cause some of the birds to scatter. So one viewer of the birds had his binoculars. He happened to be an African-American male. I mentioned that because that gives context to the story. Uh, he had asked the woman to put her dog on a leash as the sign stated, he explained why the dog needed to be on the leash and the woman decided to push back. Now, in the African-American community, we would call that entitlement. When certain people don't feel that they have to follow the same rules as everyone else. And unfortunately, this situation became so out of hand that the woman got on the phone and called 911. 911 is for emergencies. She got on the phone and she was distraught. Her tone in the call suggested that her life was in danger because this man who was African-American just happened to record her just in case of a situation like this. The police arrived. He was not there. She was there. So no report was taken. She went about her business. And uh, New York City is very angry. New York City is also angry about the fact that a man got a boot on his neck uh, and knee. Let me correct myself. Uh, Officer Chauvin of Minneapolis, uh, George Floyd, is no longer with us or his family. For us in New York City, this brings back recollections of the other brother from Staten Island. And I don't know why his name is not in. Eric Garner. Thank you. I, I, I just had a, uh, uh, maybe it's, I'm overwhelmed. 
maybe I am at a loss for words. I don't know why we have to do a show about this discussion, but we do. So I'd like to ask the audience, excuse me, I'd like to ask my panelists. Now I realize I didn't introduce my panelists. I have, uh, I'll do that very quickly. I have Brian Parker, works at Hospitality University of North Carolina. He is a parent, hello Brian. I have Cherokee Black. She is an actress. She is a she is a model. She doesn't like me to tell you that a model, but she's a beautiful person and she's an intelligent person. And she is someone who uh, is very, very keen on making sure that I am up on the news and I appreciate you for that. I'd like to speak with uh, Miss New York Encarnacion. She is someone that she is, I like to call her an Afro-Caribbean activist. She is a person that researches, she gets her facts, she homeschools her daughter, and I give a great deal of respect for that. I have uh, Bobby from Nassau County, which is the anonymous conservative. He does not show his face, but he definitely shows his opinions. And I also have Rob Arnold. I love having Rob Arnold. I'd like to have his image as well as his voice, but we're blessed to have his voice. He is a uh, direct, uh, he is a direct descendant of Samuel Adams, the beer founder. He has uh, relations to John Adams and John Quincy Adams, two founding fathers. And he <laughs> is also the host of Political Firestorm. And we're happy to have him. Everybody on the panel, um, you know, we say on the right, the media always sensationalizes these things and makes it about race. I have a black man, African-American man, who's going on and he's saying, we cannot blame Trump for what is happening. We can't blame Trump. We never can blame Trump. He, Trump has no responsibility for racism whatsoever because there are good people on both sides. So let's talk about the good people on the side of law enforcement. Um, five men, uh, one arrested, one dead, Five men are able to go back to their families. I'd like to ask my panel, Sam, I'm looking at you right now, my co-host. I never can blame Trump. What constitutes a hate crime? Were you asking your panel? I'm asking you first. What constitutes a hate crime? Um, yeah, that's just hate. No, it's, uh, it's everyone who is racist. Um, who does damage. I've never actually researched that word, uh, those words hate crime, but my impression is, yeah, racism, doing damage, doing destruction, destroying property, destroying lives, things like that. Okay, Des destroying property and destroying lives. Cherokee, I heard that you were about to add in something and I'd like to get your take on what is a hate crime? Um, a, a hate crime is the disparity. Um, a hate crime occurs, let's use law enforcement, where there is different policing um, going on um, because of, of um, race. Um, black men are treated totally differently than a white man who, co who commits a crime. They're um, taken down, they're beaten. A lot of things happen to them. You know, they end up dead. I mean, that, that's, that's racism. It's, it's institutional racism. It goes back to the Mayflower, actually. And it's an, a reoccurring generational situation. 
that has to be eradicated, but it'll never, it won't happen in our lifetime, unfortunately. So I want to be very clear to our audience that my co-host, Mr. Samuel Kachera and uh, Cherokee Black, a correspondent, have both said the word race. And I did not put race in the question, but these are two people of color. So let me ask my melanin challenge brethren on the panel, uh, Mr. Rob Arnold, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to know from you what constitutes a hate crime. Essentially a hate crime legally is when someone commits a crime against another person basically for being different from them. It's not really just about race. I think race is where hate crimes are most prominently uh, showing themselves out there, but could be against a Jew, could be against a woman, could be uh, a hate crime of a black guy killing a white guy because he's white, happens all the time. Black men attack white men all the time. So you got, you got um, hate crime is across the board. It's not white on black crime. As far as what you were saying earlier in your, in, in your opening, um, I think, yes, Eric Garner is the one that most closely uh, approximates what happened here in Minneapolis. And I'll tell you the difference. Here's the difference between what happened with uh, George Floyd and Eric Garner versus a lot of the other, like Michael Brown in, in Ferguson, is Michael Brown was an aggressor. Uh, George Floyd was not. George Floyd was passive. If he mouthed off at all, then he mouthed off. But that doesn't deserve a knee to the neck. Right, he complied. The instant that that officer shot Brown put his hands up and got shot, he was an aggressor? Oh, he no, tried to go for the. Uh, are you out of your fucking mind? He tried to grab the officer's Ooh. gun. He tried to grab the officer's gun and he charged him like a bull. I saw the video. So that's a death so, sentence. You put your hands up and get shot. No, that's not what happened. That's, that never happened, Michael. He didn't put his hands up. What's because some, some dumb bitch said he put his hands up? I got the video of him charging the police officer. So you want to hold on, Rob? Hold on, Brian. One second, Rob. Let's, let's jump over to. Uh, uh, Bobby and Nassar, the anonymous conservative. Yeah. I'm going to ask you what constitutes a hate crime because as a person who is African-American, I am exhausted from people telling me that I'm aggressive. I'm getting exhausted from people saying that racism is my interpretation or that the media is sensationalizing these incidents. So I'd like to know what constitutes a hate crime because I'm trying to understand what has been sensationalized in this instance. Can you help me out here? Sure. To me, a hate crime is, is not a crime for the sake of the crime itself. It's a, it's a crime committed against a particular person or a specific target that you have animosity towards. And, and as Rob said, uh, there's racist hate crimes, there's religious hate crimes, there's gender hate crimes, there's uh, anyone that is uh, different from you and you want to target them for that crime, that is what a hate crime is. Okay. If I want to go in, if I just decide I want to go and rob a bank, okay, and I pick a bank on the corner, that's not a hate crime. But if, but if I want to target a specific bank that perhaps uh, caters to a certain body uh, of people, that 
could be construed as a hate crime. Okay. I am going to move over to Nyurka and I'm going to ask her, because she's an Afro-Caribbean parent, who is American and who has had to advocate for herself. Miss Encarnacion, have you ever been the victim of a hate crime? Not, no, not directly. But I, I've, been, I've been in situations in which I've worked and the customers themselves have rejected me for the color of my skin, has shown me um, rejection, direct okay. uh, rejection because of that. I'm going to share something very personal with the audience and with the panel. Uh, some years ago, there was a law enacted, I believe it was a federal law, that said that people who were GBLTQ, if, if, if names are called, if there was uh, uh, some type of a crime against them based on their sexuality or sexual preference, then that constituted a hate crime. And for the GBLTQ community, uh, myself preferring men, that was considered a victory. Uh, years later, uh, and you all can Google this in the audience, I, was, I had a knife pulled on me and I actually ended up in the hospital. Uh, the knife came one inch from a major artery and I would have died had it hit that artery. And um, that person unfortunately was only prosecuted for a misdemeanor. So this is not the Marquis Devereaux show, which is why I have all of you on to round it out. All right. Does anyone on this panel feel that what happened in Minneapolis is a hate crime? Brian, I'm going to ask you first. Yes. Rob Arnold says yes. Brian Parker. It's murder. Um, Rob, thank you. <laughs> but I'm um, glad he put that out there. And yeah, I think yeah, it's that Caucasians speak up. Yeah, Brian, Brian, to cut you off. Brian, what's your take? Whether it's a hate crime or not, you know, who's to say? Hate, hate crimes have to really, is a really, really delicate thing because you have to really understand the motive of the person doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, we already come from a place where we perceive that anytime a officer interacts with people in my community, that it's possible that they're doing it out of the motive of race. Either way, it's, it's bottom line murder. Now, if they can start scrubbing his social media and they find manifestos where he's speaking on how much he hates black folks and they need to be eradicated and, you know, things like that, that could potentially give somebody some insight as to why he felt like he had the power to do what he did, then yes, you can go ahead and make it a hate crime. Had he sat there and said, hey, I'm going to take this N-word down and, and things like that. Yes, oh, was that said? I'm not aware of that. that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that would lead you into a hate crime. So, so just the simple fact that a white man commits a crime against a black man does not automatically make it a hate crime. Right, but I'll tell you this, I, Brian, I, I got to tell you, I think if George Floyd were white, that officer would not have put his knee to his neck like that. That's exactly well, 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 he never would have been on the ground in the first place. No, he wouldn't. We, we, so. we, we know, we know that. But, we, probably we know, not. We know that. We know. No, well, well, the thing is, the thing is, it is murder in the third degree. This man belongs in jail. And by the way, here's a tidbit of info: that officer and George Floyd worked with each other as Correct. bouncers. Right. Now, uh, yeah. it, that's, right. that's right. That that mean there was something personal there. 
Yep. And I think that man personally had it in for George Floyd. I think that he racially had it in for George Floyd. And I think, I understand that he wasn't arrested on the spot. People are complaining it should have been on the spot. No, a couple of days, well, get the full context. But he, he needed to be arrested, and they did arrest him. Well, and Rob, I think the other Rob, if, I, Rob if I killed you in broad daylight today, my black ass would be in jail today. This exactly. is true. Now, now Not if you're a police on. officer. I'm going to interject, guys. What's the hold difference? on one second, please. The uh, difference is they're police interject. officers. Uh, Rob, Rob, Rob and Brian, thank you. Give me a moment, please. I'm going to add that the mayor of Minnesota called it Minneapolis. out. Th thank you. Uh, thank you. I stand corrected. In Minneapolis. The governor of Minnesota called it out. Now, Bobby from Nassau, you live in New York State. Rob Arnold, you live in New York State. York Encarnacion, Brian Parker, Cherokee Black, all of you live in New York State. So I'm going to say this to you. How and why is this situation with Eric Garner or Trayvon Martin any different? Um, and I am well, really, I really that. going to let you speak on this. Go ahead. Well, I, I think... In the case of Eric Garner, um, you had a lot of police officers on the scene. The minute he went down, he was mouthing off, whatever. But the instant he was down, he's no threat. He's no threat at all to anybody. Right. Uh, if he did try to jump out, I mean, I've seen video of, of people uh, getting their hands on an officer's taser gun, using it on them, and then getting their firearm. So the police officers are very mindful of this sort of thing. But Eric Garner had no chance of doing any of that. And the second time he said, I can't breathe, that officer was supposed to let up. Same thing with what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd, who will always be in my heart. That, that man, he, he didn't do anything. He, he was passive. Whereas Trayvon Martin was not passive. And so he was smashing that idiot's head in. And so he, he this guy, uh, the hell is his name again? George what? The, the idiot that, that killed Trayvon Martin? Zimmerman? He, the, the dude that Zimmer, decided, to follow, the dude decided to follow him because he, followed, he looked yeah, because he was because just like a well, Let me finish the point. The point is, he was the captain of the neighborhood watch group in a gated community. Oh. Whoever that person was meandering around in the rain, he would have approached. Trayvon Martin attacked him. Now, uh, the, the, this man, Eric Garner, attacked no one. There is your difference. Uh, same, whether you realize it or not. The boy was buying Skittles, Jesus right. Christ. So he had Skittles, what that's he mean. He's in Minnesota. I'm walking in my neighborhood and just cause you. Every one of you speaking, I can't hear you. Cherokee Black, please finish. I We're said he could have been my grandson. I have three grandsons. The boy was not a threat. That guy he smashed his head in. A problem. Okay, so guess what? I'm, I'm going to add in here, I'm going to add something of common sense. If I think someone is going to kill me, I'm likely going to smash their head in. That's if right. you think Thank that you. someone is going me to kill too. you, you're going to smash their head in. Damn right. Or you're Zimmerman going to just didn't have the training. You know, if it was me, I would have oh, just... Wow. I should have stood Thank down. Thank you, Thank you. He didn't Thank have the training, you. so he pulled a gun. He's an idiot. But he's not now, I want, I want to jump to the anonymous conservative in Nassau because you have said there's a problem with crime. We rely on law enforcement to counter that 
balance. Criminals, law enforcement, they're supposed to be on two opposite ends of the spectrum. When law enforcement becomes on the same side of the spectrum, what do we do? You hold the uh, the officers that break the law accountable. I mean, clearly the, the police officers that were involved in this, uh, what I consider to be a uh, ridiculous uh, nine minute post putting handcuffs on in, in Minneapolis, that they should face uh, whatever serious charges that they, and, and hold them accountable to them. Okay. One of, one of the things, just in, in hearing a lot of the discussion amongst all of you, one of the things that I have a problem with, and yes. Brian, I'm, I'm not, you know, going after you spe specifically, but come, you come held go. your hands up about, no, 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 you held your hands up about, uh, hands up, don't shoot. That, my friend, was a lie that never occurred, and there were never people happened. who testified that that never occurred. That, that gentleman attacked the police officer, in fact, punched him in his car and got his hand on his weapon. Right. So, you know, you have to evaluate everything by collecting the facts before you can hold judgment. And I think, you know, certainly in the situation with Minneapolis, I, I think we can hold judgment accountable to the police officer. My understanding was he was cuffed on the ground and yet for nine minutes had that, uh, that knee, man, on neck. Uh, uh, Disgusting. knee on his neck, pressing down with who knows how many foot pounds of pressure. He's a criminal. And the, only okay. reason, and the only reason that you know that and that you can say that is because there's a damn video. That's right. And because what if there wasn't a video, he would have sat there video. and tried to figure out everything in his past as to why his ass ended up that way. I agree with that, Brian. You're absolutely right. And, and people who break the law will CYA and, and lie about exactly uh, the way that the events unfolded. Videos certainly... Uh, give us more evidence of, of what actually happened in those circumstances. Right. But, you, you, but, you but, have but the point of it is, is that black man is presumed to have been in the wrong to begin with. The only reason that y'all have the confidence to say this is because there was a damn video. Only yeah, well, you know what, to that, point, to that point of the video, I would like to add, that just makes it, to me, profoundly stupid that the officer did what he did in the no, first No, it doesn't. It just shows you that he has no, no, you don't get my point. to believe my point is, that videos is that don't officer, matter. No, no, Brian, the point is that the officer knew that video was rolling. And he still didn't care, and he Rob. Still, and he still did. Why do you not, think that is, Rob? Because he's profoundly stupid. No, because they inherently believe that the law will always protect them. Well, you can think That's that. That's right. That's right. Tell them, Brian. You can think that, and oh, there may be another... You can think that? Yeah. Okay. We don't I've know been for black sure. for 46 fucking years. I know it's that. historical Okay, okay. okay. Just one black second, guys. One second. Let me jump in here for a second. I know we're going to get passionate about this. Let me jump in here for a second. I have another question I'm going to ask, and I'm going to digress. Samuel Kachira, I'm going to let you ask the next, next question because I'm going to process on what I've heard. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of sensationalizing or living in colorism and all these other things. No, that's what the media do does. Do okay. Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we change the topic then? How about that? We'll change well, the topic. I, 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 I don't know if we should change the topic because I don't the topic is an important one. Yes, and but, but your hand it leads to my up. next question. But do you have a question related to today's topic? Um, well, no, um, I was I was basically going to ask um, whether or not everyone believes that Devin 
Derek Chauvin, the police officer that killed him, um, and the other three that were involved, the other three police officers, is it three or four? Three. I believe it's four total. In my view, I think that, that Derek Chauvin should be um, charged for murder in the first degree, but they want to they wanna slap on him, uh, what, manslaughter charges. So uh, murder in the third degree. First degree would imply that there was intent. He did not right. get up in the morning and say, I'm going to kill a black man today. That's why right. it's not first degree. That's, That's right. right. That's right. So, so what about murder in the second degree? Yeah. There's still, there's still a level of intent there. That's right. There, well, one, no, no. one is deliberate, one is reckless. Oh. So, so the murder in the third degree, there's no so intent. Was it, was it not reckless? Correct. Was it not? Murder, it was reckless. It was. Well, murder in the second degree should be the one. That's I think right. they should have went and then they, it, the because if he ends up pleading down, what are you going to plead down from on um, um, murder three? Manslaughter. Right. So but why don't manslaughter is already on the table. I think Sam is right. It should be murder in the second degree. I agree. And I think there might have been some intent because uh, because the man knew. Uh, they had a history. That's correct. Right. It was personal. And they That's could right. always up the charge if they put a tie to that. Right. So I always That's remember true. that. Go, but, but, but my point is, is that when he got murdered on tape, we already knew it was murder at the very least, correct? Right. So what, right. cha exactly. what, changed, what changed over four days for you to go ahead and arrest him when you clearly saw on the tape that it was murder already. Okay. Now, I don't think in custody you put up the charge. I don't think it's realistic to think that the other three officers would immediately cuff him and take him away. That had to be sorted through a bit. I think it should have been the next day or the next day after that. I'm not going to hang my head myself. Fired him immediately. Couple yeah. days. It was a couple you know, days. His wife uh, uh, um, is a, is divorcing him immediately. Probably gonna marry a black man. What what people don't know is that what people don't what people don't know is that some police officers have this kind of a golden rule thing when yeah. the handcuffs are on. When the handcuffs wall. are on. The then The fight is over. Right. Right. But this guy did not stop. No. That's that's where I believe the intent comes in. Yeah. And where are the good cops when this thing happens? Everybody says, but you know, not everybody's a bad cop. Where are the good cops? Why didn't they intercede? Why don't they intercede when they see these murders? Exactly. Where they are were they? supposed to pull him. Where they were supposed they? to. At a minimum, they're supposed to say, hey, 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 hey Derek, Derek, let, let, up. let so, up. So then do we consider the three cops that were with them good cop or bad cop? Bad. bad. Okay. Bad. And what charge would you like to see on those three cops? Accessories. Accessories. There you have it. I agree well, with each one of you. I, Just I, uh, I, for I, everyone's I, edification, three of the cops were white and one was Asian. Yes. Right. Right. And, and so I do think that in this particular case, race was a part of the situation. I think that this Derek Chauvin is, is a racist. I do. And I, I think we have to be use our, our intelligence and, and discretion in discerning between a situation like this and other situations where black men are killed by white cops. Um, shooting a black man in the back, for example, that's a racist cop. I don't think he'd shoot a white man in the back. So if you're shooting a black man in the back as a police officer, you belong in jail. That's murder as well. Because you're shooting you know, him in the back. I'm, I'm going to jump here. I'm going to jump in because it leads us to our next question. Uh, our next question is, how valuable are black lives? As valuable as any now, other lives. Now, oh, does anybody here want to tell me that all lives matter? Because if you say all lives matter, then not everyone who's black is going to agree with you. So 
how valuable are black lives? Anonymous conservative, you're up. I'm, I'm going to say this. I, black lives matter, white lives matter, oh, red lives go. matter, green lives matter. Here we go. You know, Bronx? We're all people. We're all <laughs> oh, we all live on this planet. And you're right. Not, you're white right. lives with privilege, Matt, we know their lives matter. They're, nev they're, not, they're not in imminent danger. That's why black that's why we have to step up and say black lives matter because some people don't think so. I mean, I had a woman, I, I saw a woman on Columbus Avenue who was drunk, accused these Indians who, or who were dark, calling them names and everything, saying that they were threatening her and they were not. And she told the police, you arrest, they, the police were trying to not, not be involved because she was wrong. She said, I am a white woman in America and I demand that you arrest them, at which point they actually drove off. I think they Good were Latino or something. But the point is that I saw that on Columbus Avenue on the Upper West Side. That's a yeah. money neighborhood. I, okay, you know, we're, we're in this same neighborhood. I, you know what? I heard about that, Cherokee. That's uh, crazy. That's just nuts. I, I, I saw that. And, and, you know, I was so shocked I didn't even take out my phone. It was like, oh my God. You yeah, know? you can take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, I, I think that, my state um, of mind is that we all have to change as a human race. So to me, all lives matter. Right. All lives matter. Because I cannot sit here and think that my Mexican neighbor's life doesn't matter. All of this well, has to stop in both ends, in everybody's end. It's not an either you know, or. It's, it's not a different, I totally matter. understand about Black Lives Matter. I understand the concept. But in reality, we want to change this whole paradigm. That's all right. lives matter. Right, but the, the, the black wait, 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 lives wait. matter. Listen to the, this. The problem is not black America against white America, white right. America against black America. It's about everybody against institutional generational hatred and racism. Correct. That's what the, that's what the. And very good. Well said, Cherokee. Yeah, well, just, it's very nice. Because you say black lives matter, you're not saying other lives don't matter. No, Why does of course it always not. have to be put in the vacuum of if you say black lives matter, then what about this and what about that? That's not what that means. Just because I say Some I like blue doesn't mean there's anything wrong with green. Why is it an either or with everybody? Black lives do above. matter. That the answer is yes, of course it does. It doesn't mean that. Latin lives don't matter or Caucasian lives don't matter, but black lives do matter because those are the lives right now that is being treated worse than you would treat your own dog. Not right now, through history. Since right. the men let's look at this. They Systemically. Don't, they do not I, teach the true history in school so kids grow up not knowing the truth. That's exactly. One of the That's why we have to educate our own children <laughs> oh, oh, and give them the talk so that they can be protected. Preach. Most yeah. of us on this panel are people of color. So I'm sorry to well, yell. Any, I apologize. That's oh, fine. Yeah. I'm asking it, sister. That's why it's called verbal assault. Don't apologize. Go keep it moving. <laughs> All right. So do people of color, how do we feel? Do we feel that um, racism is easing up at all? No. Over the no. years? Oh, of course it is. No. Of course no. it is. What is that? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. More, more and more uh, white. Uh, more person of color. If, you, if you say we elected a black president, I'm going to scream through this microphone. 
Well, that, that, that would be a point in case. I, I think, not a point in case. Of course it is. I, if this country was as racist as you make it out to be, then that would have never happened. Uh, I'm going to say that it's, it's a matter of in-group, out-group. It, you know, it's, it's not even a matter of white versus black. It's about, you know, like when Ross Perot said to an all-black audience, you people, and caught hell for it, my answer to that is to him, some short little rich white guy out of Texas, they are you people. It, it, there is an us and a them, and a them, and a them, and a them. What we need to try harder and harder to do is make sure it's not us against them. Now, you know, there are a lot of differences amongst us, whites, blacks, Asians, Hispanics, lots and lots of cultural differences, different hair care needs, different eating habits. Ultimately, it's just us. If Brian and I are standing together and the earth opens up in an earthquake, we both die. Space exploration, that's us. But in terms of everyday practicality, it's us and them and them and them, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I want to add something in here, if you guys don't mind. Um, I did a Facebook Live the other day, and I believe Brian Parker may have listened to it. I do. And I think I went on for about 25 minutes, and one of the things that I said is, black people are your people. Now, um, Rob Arnold, you're a descendant of the Mayflower, baby. Uh, uh, Cherokee Black, you are a descendant of enslaved Africans and the Dutch. So you and have the, native, and, the equation. And yes. And, and indigenous peoples. Yes. Sam, you're indigenous as well. And you're European and African. I want you guys to think about the language that you use. How many people of color on this panel call themselves minority? I don't like that word. And why not? Because it has a meaning. Um, minority means minute. It means less. Than. Less. Less. Fewer than. So they use it also in the human term. And as a human, I am not minute. Okay, thank not you. Not only that, but if all, of, if all people of color got past that I'm Trinidadian, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other, and unified and united, we would outnumber the majority. So how, many of, you, how you. many of you on this panel, including myself, say the word African-American? I do. Okay, I heard one person that said they use African-American. So then I'm, I'm going to lead that the rest of you maybe refer to them as black to be more general. Well, you bet, because there are a lot of black people that are not from I'm African. American. I'm American. Okay. Thank you. Because black is a crayon color. That does not make you a race. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Race is man-made like COVID. So you again. man-made thing. Again, I'm going you to ask you. You are from the land that you were born. Again, I'm going to ask everybody you to, comes from the land. to listen to the language that you use. So we refer to an African-American as an American with, uh, with, uh, uh, who is supposed to be a descendant of enslaved Africans. Uh, if one is from Kenya, we would call them a Kenyan-American because we know what country they are from. Excuse me, there were free Africans in America when the Mayflower arrived, before the Mayflower. Vikings were here 200 years before the Mayflower. People were here before what we're talking about. Exactly. Well, 1492, yeah, okay, Christopher I'm Columbus. American. The Spaniard. So my yeah, land, the Italian. and this is what they call us, okay? And we there were Moors, too. There were Moors. Oh. Who 
right. So let you me let me. Wichita was now Washington. Let me gear back here for a second, and I'm going to challenge everyone. How many of you use the term Asian American on the panel? I do. Yeah. I have. Okay. If they are. If they are yeah. So if you use the term African American and you use the term uh, Asian American, why do we not use the term European American? Because you're I European. Do. I do when I write. I do. I write all the time. Yes, because they are descendants of Europe. You just They're refer to the geography where there. they come from. That's all. It doesn't necessarily mean an Asian American is quote unquote Chinese or or Korean. It's just someone that comes from Asia. Okay. So I'm just for me, Marquis' point is well taken. You, in general use, you don't really hear people all that often refer to whites from Europe as European American. You're saying white um, folk. You know, yeah, white folk. You know what I mean? And, and I say black folk. Um, I have other words too, but I can't say them because. Well, in, in terms of the Asian American or the Hispanic American, the, an Asian is just simply from Asia. A black right. person can be from anywhere. Okay, but you we're, we're going off my point here, and the point I'm going to make is my understanding of a continent. My understanding of a continent is a a body of land that is greater than an island. Surrounded by water on all sides. That's Africa. Yeah. The last time I checked, Europe Different is countries. surrounded by water on three sides, which negates it as a continent. Now, I'm saying this not to degrade anyone, but I'm saying this to show you the conditioning that we have in the United States. When we take the census, we say, Are you? Hispanic, meaning do you speak Spanish or Latino? So we're describing people by a language as if they were a race. We're then saying, are you white? Which is such a general term. And then we say, are you African-American, not Hispanic? So I have to make a choice between whether I speak Spanish or whether I'm of African descent. I've decided that the census asking those questions is bogus, and I am decided to check off other. I, so, I always, the, since I was a child, I always checked all the boxes because I nobody can define who I am. Okay, no, you can't define me. I'm an individual. And I I'm an individual. How about that? Okay, so I'm asking the reason why I'm asking these questions is because when we refer to people of color as minorities, the word minor means less than, and Yurka makes right. that point. Like black is evil. How about that? Black um, is evil. Black negates evil. White is pure. And but I want, but Bobby, Bobby and Rob, I want to come back to you guys because, you know, you guys live in different parts of New York City. And I want to know, now that you see the situation that has happened with Mr. Floyd, do you feel any differently about Eric Garner and the way that, was ha the way that took place? Because in our viewpoint, as me uh, many people of African descent, a person who is of African descent cannot get a fair trial in Staten Island, which is very pro-Trump. And... 
with the with the with the rally, the Nazi rally, there are good people on both sides. I wish Mr. Nazi were here because he said there are no good Nazis. So no, he never said that Nazis were good people at all. What, what you good people on both sides at a, at a Nazi yeah. rally. Because and he was exactly correct. What you had was good people and bad people on both sides. In other words, that was a that was a that was a, a, a ideological debate where you he had misspoke. people say we want. I'm sorry. Oh, you're going to tell me that he misspoke. And no, he no, I'm not saying he misspoke. I'm saying he, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying he was exactly correct. You had people. You had people that were saying the statues must be left in perpetuity. Leave them alone. Their history. Then you had people that are saying no. They're offensive to me. We want them gone. Those are good people on both sides. Then you had you know they, they just disagree with one another. Okay. And, you so, know, I, I don't even know where I fall on the whole thing. On one hand, I think, yeah, they should be in perpetuity. On another hand, I say, if it's really offensive, maybe take it down and put it in a museum. So but let's let's throw something out here. Let's you throw also something had bad out here. people on both sides. I, I, I want to make you guys aware, remind you, that we are referring to a Nazi rally. No. Let me also... One second, Rob. It Rob, wasn't a second, Nazi rally. One second, Rob. I, let me also let you know that there were white power signs being made by New York City officers at a protest. They were also wearing t-shirts that say, I can breathe. Well, that's despicable. If somebody wants to say uh, white power, it's just an answer to the whole black power thing. But what you saw in Charleston, Virginia- oh, Hold on, hold on, stop, stop, debate. stop. Don't, I'm not gonna let you run over that. If someone set, wears a T-shirt that says white power, it's an answer to the black power thing. Uh, my understanding of the black power uh, movement is to empower those who are disenfranchised. Right. Okay, fine and well. But if they want to say black power and some white guy says, well, what about me? I'm white. I want to have white power. I don't have a problem with that. But I, I would never wear such you a You have white power. Rather dumb. You have white privilege. Well, no, I was born in the abject poverty. Doesn't matter. Hold on, hold on. Yes, it does matter. There's lots of poor white people with no power. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump over to our anonymous conservative. That's by choice. That's not by oppression. And Bobby, I need you to interject here. I need you to interject here because I'm probably leaning left. I'm probably taking sides. I probably want to blame Trump for these rallies where he's saying kick them in the gut and blah, blah, blah. And when I see the people that say Black Lives Matter and someone says, don't give them any attention, don't give them a voice. Where am I over-speculating here? Unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm finding too many generalities being made. And this is, this is very problematic, especially around the topic of racism. You know, you, you can't, you can't assume everyone is racist. I have black friends. I play paddleball and pickleball. I have black friends who play both sports. No now be careful. We're not be careful because we Nobody hear that often. We're not, we, we're not generalizing we, it. Yeah, there's some generalizing. That it's a certain part of the population. We didn't say now, guys. Now, now guys, we never listen said to me. That. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. Those of African descent often hear, I have black friends. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Mm -hmm. Those cops that witnessed the murder did nothing, but they don't have a racist bone in their body. We don't know that. You're making Eric, a generality again. 
Exactly. Or assumptions. So, so, so let me go back. Let me go back to the videotape. So when we observed the knee on the neck and people were saying, he can't breathe. You need to take your knee off his neck. Bro, what are you doing? And you saw the officers protecting yeah, that we're in perimeter. the middle. We're walking around the perimeter. That's he said, I, "He said, please, I can't breathe." And the officer said, "Be calm." And calm he should have let his knee down, off the calm neck. Calm down or something. Yeah, I find him well. Calm down. The guy was pretty calm. Just, get, just, just. George he Floyd was, was not resisting. Take, yeah, the minute he says, "I can't breathe," you take the knee off the fucking neck. It's and it still didn't matter. He didn't have been on the neck. He was already in handcuffs, face down. I exactly. have a issue with the people who were videotaping and didn't do anything. That is a stupid sign of fear because there was also a man, and he sounded like like a, a melanated man who was telling him, like, who was giving him direction what to do, like get up, get up. And the other thing that I don't understand is how were the witnesses not able to see the other three cops? We had to see a video in order for us to know that there were two other cops on top of him. Okay. No so one came around. No one came around to see how they could help him. Because in a situation like that, as a human being, you're supposed to make the chaos so that that man's knee could come up that man's neck. Right. Okay. I, I really so, have a problem with that. Okay. So, so Brian Parker. Brian Parker, you're from North Carolina. Is this an isolated, isolated incident? Hell no. Okay, I, I figured as you would say as much. Um, Rob Arnold, you live in New York. Eric Garner, the mayor has finally apologized and said, we didn't handle this the way that we should have. There are people that are angry that they're not being treated the way that their fellow New Yorkers are being treated. Eric Garner, should we have I don't, done I don't think I, I don't think these are isolated uh, incidents. Of course not. It happens all too often. They call them isolated. I don't. I neither do I believe, however, that it's as endemic and system uh, and, and systemic as as it's being said to be. I think there are a lot of white really? cops who would never in a million years pick somebody out because they're black. No, um, I got to call it. I got to. I got to call everybody out here. I'm going. And I'm sorry to get personal again, but sometimes I have to revert back to myself in order to give authenticity to my argument. This show is a platform that someone had to invest a lot of sweat equity into, and a good deal of financial equity in order to get it to where it is. There are two people who have been on this panel that said, are you trying to get this moving forward? Let me help you. They are both people of color. Now, before you guys say anything, I want you to process on this. This isn't about Marquis. Whatever you think about him, it's not about him. But what it is about is that we are in, a, in the middle of a quarantine where media is compromised. We always complain about the media, but the media is compromised. So we finally have a platform that both sides can be heard equally. And one person on the right says, you know, I'm worried about what I might say. I might get in trouble. I'm not sure if I'm gonna come back. We have another person on the right that says, well, you know, you have enough people. I don't need to be there. And we have another person that's so worried about being on th th their point of view 
may cost them their safety, if not relationships. I show my face because I want people to understand that there's a human being behind these words. So I, I, I want to shift gears here because with the situation that happened in Central Park with the woman getting on the phone and calling 911 and saying that basically she was in distress, she was in danger. Uh, the dog was choking. She was, the dog was trying to get away from her. The dog probably wanted to go over to the bird watcher for all I know. <laughs> she's, not, she's not been arrested. She should have she been arrested be. for filing a false police report. Yeah, 100%. You know, that woman was, that woman's dumb as a box of rocks. She's dumb as a box She would have been under the jail. Pantaleo was never indicted. Right. George Zimmerman, regardless of what you think, has had many, many fractitious altercations. Many. He's a sociopath, probably. Full disclosure. What's wrong with that guy? Full disclosure. There are a lot of angry black men for reasons just like this. And I want to jump over to, I want to jump over to, to, to my anonymous conservative because I, my brother, I have a great deal of respect for you. But I've often heard I have black friends. I have black friends doesn't mean that you will go into business with them. Sure. sure. I have bl- I have black friends doesn't mean you will move into their neighborhood. I have black friends doesn't necessarily mean I will hire them and promote them and trust them enough to run my operations when I'm not there. Your point has, has real truth to it, but you know what? It is meaningful to say you have black friends if you have black friends because it goes to a point. I have several really serious black friends. And when, when, when a white guy has lots of black friends, people he spends his time with. What are you, counting? Um, what's that? What are you doing, <laughs> counting them? Counting them. I, I mean, why don't you just go ahead and start counting some shit? I, 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 I mean, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go around going, you know, I got 32 white friends. Yeah, well, you know what? There are far fewer black people in America than white people, so there's going to be a little bit of a different approach to things. But I, I will say simply this, that if somebody says they have black friends, as Bobby pointed out on his part, it means, you know, I'm not looking down my nose at anybody based on their skin color. I'm t- That's not what that means. And yeah, it does mean that. If, if, if a does. white guy is looking down his nose on black people, if he's a racist, he wouldn't have black friends. He wouldn't have black friends. Just because you have black he's friends. Simply because a racist, I grew up with okay, white listen, friends. A racist white, white guy friends. simply wouldn't have black friends. Sure, it doesn't mean you have a friend. Oh, no, 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 hold on. No, hold on, Rob. Now, hold on, I'm Rob. talking true friends. Okay, now I'm going to interject here because we've only got seven minutes left. Now, remember the statement that I made earlier? Which Julius one? Tadijan, Julius Tadijan has been on this show one time, and he said, Marquis, you need money. I'm going to help you get it. Good. That's a, that's a friend. Right. Uh, 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 Going uh, to bat. Samuel Cachera has his own businesses, and he said, my brother, I see what you're putting together, and I'm going to align my assets with your assets. And I got to, you know, I've got my own volatile moods and this, that, and the other. So I'm not an easy guy. But one of the things I did say when we put this program together, as I said, if we get Caucasian male Republicans on this program, we can get it funded. 
And I know Rob Arnold that we were looking to do a radio show. Yeah, I have news on that. And I said to you, I would like to co-host with you on a radio show. Well, I, I have plans. I have designs on the whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be signing a contract tomorrow, actually. And okay. um, I'll, I'll be resuming the airwaves uh, as a warm-up. Now, we have thousands of people that will be uh, on the internet uh, listening to this show. So it's all set with like probably about 5,000 people, we're guessing, uh, uh, right out of the gate. Uh, okay. and, then, and then, of course, the people in their cars, uh, you know, because that's what I'm really after. I'm after those cars. There's millions of them. So the internet, that's all fine and well. But you got millions of cars. I'm going to get into the cars. And, of course, you will be invited on as a guest. And I appreciate that. But you see the difference? You would invite me on as a guest, and I would invite you on as a co-host. You see, well, the because because well, the thing is, is it's okay. No, it, it's they're different formats. Way. They're just different formats. That's all. That has nothing I to do understand. with anything other than that. They're different formats. <laughs> the show that I do is a very different kind but, of show. It's my not panelists like this. But my but my point is, is that when I did have other Caucasian um, Republicans on. Two of them said, yes, you know, we can help you get this thing funded because it's very important that we get it out there. Because it's equal but, time for all sides. But they insisted upon negating myself as the executive producer. Well, then that's, that's an idiot. They're not supposed to negate anything. It's your show. It's your baby. It's your brainchild. I'd like to think that it's our, it's my brainchild, but it's now our show. So well, you know what? That goes to the line I use when I'm on the air. I say, this is my show, but it is our airwaves. So right I, I, you know, I welcome the people to call. I like calling people, you know, okay. callers. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to lead us out with this. Um, Samuel Kachera, uh, you've got three questions on the next show and I've got three questions and I'm going to give you a little bit more speaking time because I lean so left as an independent. I lean so left. Um, <laughs> Nyorka Encarnacion? I actually do want to say something before we close in, in reference to what's happened this week. Got to be quick. It might, it might be the root cause of all of this situation. I saw an article that says, while serving as Minnesota's chief prosecutor between 1999 and 2007, Colbert Chart declined to bring charges against more than two dozen officers who had killed citizens while on duty, including against the cop that killed George Floyd. Wow. By the, so, way, by the way, where are all the Democrats right now trying to tell the protesters to calm down? Right. right. Where all right. Well, well, I'm going to, in closing, I'm going to answer this. In closing, I'm going to answer this question for you, and I'm going to answer it in the way that I responded on the uh, live that I did for 52 Pickup. In the Bible, it says that some cities will have to be destroyed. When the kingdom gets so great that we forget to, we, 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 man's law trumps spiritual law, then something happens. It's not built on the proper foundation. So, if people are so angry and they cannot be heard, if a man cannot kneel on the ground and be heard, if someone can't raise their fists in the air and be heard, and if someone can't say, please, I can't breathe and be heard, they're probably going to burn something down. 
I'm not gonna apologize it for it. I'm not gonna justify it. I'm gonna say that I understand it. And in that, I'm gonna thank my co-host Samuel Kachera. I'm gonna thank Ms. Nyerk Encarnacion. Hopefully she will return because it will be an injustice to her audience and ours if she is not a guest on the show. I'm gonna thank the anonymous conservative from uh, Nassau County, um, Long Island. I always appreciate your level-headed point of view. Mr. Rob Arnold, I'm not sure what your availability is going to be in moving forward, but you are certainly um, a valued guest and, and, and contributor to the show, um, as well as taking on some producer responsibilities. Mr. Brian Parker, I love your hell no, but I hope we don't stop there. Uh, I'm happy to have you back. You got to stick in there, buddy. We got more, we got more Democrats in, in the field, so you got to stick in there. Republicans will, and right-leaning people will always stand their ground. You people on the left get too flimsy, and you need to stop doing it. And that's why they don't take you seriously, because you get flimsy. So if you're not here, you're flaking. <laughs> Miss Cherokee Black, I love you, I appreciate you, and your contribution is invaluable. Um, if you all listening in the audience would like to be part of the panel, please email our production manager at castcrew212 at gmail, C-A-S-T-C-R-E-W, 212 at gmail. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Anchor or whatever other platforms, um, we are listener supported. I am out every day fighting for the opportunity so that all these voices can be heard. I need to know who's with me. I need to know who's with us. Contribute, give something. Let us know that you support what we're doing. If you're fine with CNN, then great. Then don't give us anything. If you're fine with Fox News, great. Don't give us anything. Do you know something? I think that we're doing something that no one else is doing, allowing people the opportunity to be heard and to meet in the middle. Tomorrow's subject will, uh, I'm glad I uh, wrote it down, but it's not here for some reason. Uh, tomorrow's subject will be, what's in a name? Thank you for my production manager because he's always so on point, I swear I wrote it down. Um, the political correctness or political cowardness of calling the COVID-19 virus the Wuhan virus, what's in a name? We look forward to having you guys on Tuesday's uh, panel uh, and audience. And I am Marquis Depro, and we are signing out. I'm different. I'm different.